Hey everybody, welcome back to Studio HFL. I'm Larry Powell, your host for this podcast. I'm glad you're back for another interview. I'd like to let you know that this podcast is made possible by the generous support of my new co-sponsor, Messina Covers. David and Erica design and deliver both high-quality customer service and products, both standard and custom. Be sure to check them out at www.messinacovers.net. And Messina is spelled M-E-S-S-I-N-A-C-O-V-E-R-S. They offer their support through Patreon. Patreon is a funding platform where you can offer your financial support to this podcast, and your help will go towards hosting, production, and marketing fees. There are several tiers of support offered, and you can check out how you'd like to support this podcast at www.patreon.com slash studiohfl, and Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. You can also offer support by providing comments and a rating on whatever platform you use to get your podcasts. If you'd like to receive news regarding interviews, new guests, access to Studio HFL merchandise, please subscribe to the newsletter by going to www.powellmusic.net and click on the subscribe to newsletter link. And of course, Powell Music, P-O-W-E-L-L-M-U-S-I-C dot net. And now, on with the interview. Andrea Tofanelli. Hello, Larry. How are you? I'm fine, thank you, and I'm happy to be here with you for yeah. this interview. Thank you, for, thank you, really, from my heart for doing this. Oh, that means so much. You know, it, it, we're pulled so many different ways at a conference like this here at ITG, and especially, I mean, you're, you're a very busy person playing and organizing and introducing everything, so I'm <laughs> grateful for the time uh, this afternoon. But, thank uh, you. It's an honor, really, a uh, big honor for me. Well, thank you. So... I'm new to you just in the last year. I mean, I, of course, thank goodness for YouTube, you know, and go and hear you do a, the Bill Chase oh. tribute. Oh, yes. And uh, that's how I kind of first found out about you. And uh, I was lucky enough two nights ago that the Europe, Yamaha European All-Stars did the, the Bill Chase tribute. And uh, I got to hear you play live for the first time. I was not disappointed. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it, was, it was just spectacular. Um, let, let's start there with the Bill Chase tribute. Tell maybe how did, did you organize that? Who was involved in getting that? Done? Well, uh, everything started some years ago with this uh, trumpet group. Um, we had to play for Yamaha in some meetings, conventions, demonstrations for instruments. And Yamaka likes to put together trumpet players from, I mean, speaking about Europe, mm -hmm. from different countries. So putting together uh, the classical players and the jazz players. So we started in this way, um, doing these first meetings, no, or demonstrations, or uh, for Yamaka and putting together some music, just. Uh, uh, every one of us was uh, uh, bringing some arrangements for uh, five trumpets and rhythm section. Mm -hmm. And then from there, uh, Frank Broda from Norway, uh, because currently um, the, this uh, Yamaka Trumpet All-Star uh, Group, from, from, uh, European uh, mm -hmm, All-Star mm -hmm. Group, uh, is, is made 
currently it's in, in stable enough and uh, it's uh, me and Frank Brother from Norway, Patrice Kog from Sweden, uh, Jacek, I cannot say his name, <laughs> sorry, he's from Poland and sure. sorry, Jacek is my friend, uh, he knows that for me is <laughs> is really Jaruszewski, uh, something like that, sorry, I don't want to say something wrong, but Jacek is incredible player, mm -hmm. but his family name is too difficult for me. <laughs> Smith. <laughs> His last name is Smith. No, 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 no. Yes. And, and Ingolf Burkhardt from Germany. Mm -hmm. So every one of them is a star no, in, in, in his country about the trumpet. And uh, so uh, in these last years, this, this, is, this ensemble has been uh, usually uh, made by these names. This helped because uh, we, we put together a repertory and uh, Frank Brodel is the arranger, is the uh, musical director of this mm -hmm. uh, group. Uh, he's not only a phenomenal trumpet player, he's also a phenomenal arranger. And he knows exactly how this Bill Chase uh, music must sound. So he, he was able to um, transcribe and rearrange some, some pieces. In this case, we didn't play with a... Um, a singer, no. So all the vocal parts were played by ourselves, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and this is this is great because also the melodies, if played, uh, you know, uh, by the trumpets, it, it, everything work, everything mm -hmm. works. So so it's uh, it's really good. So everything started uh, some years ago, you know, mm -hmm. doing these things for Yamaka, and now we have some project for the future also. So to record also some original music mm -hmm. written by us in this style, no? Five trumpets and rhythm mm -hmm. sections, some exciting stuff. Mm -hmm. And we are going in this direction. Mm -hmm. I think back to the Bill Chase, original Bill Chase band. Chase himself played lead the whole time. Yeah. But what I thought was brilliant about the way these arrangements were done is like everybody got a chance to do, and, and I mean, I don't know that anybody can do a two-hour show <laughs> playing that book, right? <laughs> no, I mean, we can do it, but uh, it, it is possible. But mm. uh, the, the fact is not to, to show ourselves. Mm -hmm. Is to, we are not only colleagues, we are good friends. Mm -hmm. That is so important. Well, that was obvious. I mean, you, you guys look so comfortable on stage and you know hugging each other after solos yeah. and cheering each other on i mean that's that was a beautiful thing to watch yeah and this is uh this is so important when you want to put together a group like this mm -hmm. so we want we strongly want that everyone uh, can play and and have his moment or more moments mm -hmm. during during um, the show so everyone of us has something special to play uh, and and that's great because everyone from the audience can appreciate all the mm -hmm. also some different styles of playing mm -hmm. between us. Some one of us is more soloist, someone is more lead. Mm -hmm. So everyone uh, has the possibility to to show what he, he can do mm -hmm. and respectful. Obviously, I'm speaking about Bill Chase and the music of Bill Chase, we all are respectful, so mm -hmm. respectful because he is one uh, 
of our superheroes about the trumpet. Sure. So we don't want to show ourselves. It's just uh, uh, giving a, a tribute mm -hmm. with all our admiration for mm -hmm. uh, and respect for Bill mm -hmm. Chase. From your perspective on stage, on your left, uh, on the end, he played a beautiful flugelhorn ballad. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, there were Ingolf and Patrick, they were playing some incredible stuff. It was just gorgeous. Oh, yes. And then MacArthur Park, mm -hmm. uh, the, the... Jacek played that. Uh, <laughs> it was incredible. <laughs> the energy in his sound was just fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I thought, okay, so the fellow that arranged it, the, from Norway, the tall, the tall guy, the right? The tall guy, yeah. Um, he was playing all the lower parts, and he only played one solo. It was towards the end of the concert. Yeah, yeah. Well, but uh, I know he's he's focused on leading the band yeah, and, yeah. and taking care. Because um, we should have a, a a rhythm section always the same rhythm section with with us, because this is difficult music to play not only for us but also. For the rhythm section, yeah. so he's the musical director. Mm -hmm. So sometimes he has to sacrifice, sacrifice mm -hmm. a little bit um, himself, taking care about all the um, difficult musical points, no? Mm -hmm. And he knows where those points are, mm -hmm. so he's already um, ready to fix something, mm -hmm. no? At the moment. Mm -hmm. So, uh, obviously, Frank is an incredible trumpet player, but in this case, with this new rhythm section that they play very well. Yes, they did. Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, he, ha he has obviously to, he had to, 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 to take care about it, you yeah. know, like a, uh, you know, a policeman on the, on the yeah. streets, no? Traffic, traffic. Cop. On the traffic, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, so th have you gotten to do this show quite a bit? The, the Bill Chase tribute, have you performed yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And recently we did it, uh, two shows in Oslo, mm -hmm. very successful. Mm -hmm. and uh, Same rhythm section for all of that? Absolutely, yes, and is the rhythm section that we would love to have for all the, our gigs in Europe, uh, all Norwegian musicians. And the good point is that they love Bill Chase music. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, sometimes uh, when you use the local uh, rhythm section, rhythm sections, even if they are really good, sometimes they have never heard about Bill Chase. Mm. So it's totally new music. Mm -hmm. About these guys, these Norwegians, the Norwegian guys, they knew Bill Chase. And it, it was something that uh, made them very excited <laughs> to, to play that kind of music. So mm -hmm. when we arrived at the first rehearsal, they were completely with us. Nice. They knew the music, they were into the spirit, and that was completely awesome, mm -hmm. no? And the show, the, these two shows recently uh, in Oslo were incredible, just incredible. Yeah. Well, it was, it was a lot of fun. I would love to hear it again. <laughs> uh, it just, and of course, at, at a trumpet conference, everybody's excited about the high notes. No. You know, I mean, <laughs> which... It is. It's fun. I know. It's I know. Fun. I know. I know. But uh, the the solos that happened that night were just beautiful. I mean, the jazz the jazz playing was terrific. Talking about the rhythm section, though, I, I, the keyboard player, yeah, I thought was was fantastic. He was, I thought, in that same Bill Chase style. I thought his playing was was wonderful. Yeah, yeah. That guy is uh, is very creative. Also, mm -hmm. I ha I heard him also with. Um, Marcus Printup oh, last night, uh, last right. night mm -hmm. and uh, 
the first night with Ingrid mm -hmm. and Alfonso. And uh, he is able to play exactly in the right style yeah. and creating some, always something very interesting. So he, he is a musician. Yeah. 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 Not only, sometimes we say uh, he's a, trump, a good trumpet player, a good piano player, a good pay, bass player. Mm -hmm. He's a musician. Mm -hmm. That is the most important part. Yeah. You know? yeah. So did you ever get a chance to hear Chase live? And luckily not, because when he passed away, I was nine years old and I was in Italy and YouTube didn't exist. Well, <laughs> So, I mean, we are speaking about times that right now, when I speak to my, also to my kids, and uh, it's hard to, uh, to think that uh, internet was not there, <laughs> YouTube was not there, mm -hmm. and nothing of what we live today was there. So, especially in Italy, you know, you have to think of something. Uh, USA are the USA. Italy is Italy. So, uh, I grew up listening to the opera music because uh, mm. I was born, grew up and still live in Torre del Lago Puccini, it's a small village in Tuscany where the great uh, maestro Giacomo Puccini, the opera composer, oh. lived for all his life. He was from Lucca, uh, the town of Lucca, but he built this beautiful villa in front of the lake in Torre del Lago Puccini. Torre del Lago means Tower of the Lake. Mm -hmm. There is the only natural lake of Tuscany. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, he was a hunter, he was a fisher also when he didn't have to write music or mm -hmm. to tour around the world. And um, so uh, all his uh, beautiful uh, moments were in Torre del Lago with his friends hunting or, you know, uh, um, having nice time walking, uh, mm -hmm. uh, there is a beautiful pine wood, there is the sea the beach and uh, there is also the lake. So it's, it's a, an incredible place where, where, where I live. And um, so I grew up listening to the opera music and I didn't know uh, anything at that time, I was nine years old, about uh, all the trumpet heroes that uh, I would have known in, in the following years. Mm -hmm. So, uh, uh, what I can say, that's the only problem to, uh, to be born in Italy, that you know the Italian things, but you don't know exactly. And believe me, at that time, when I started playing the trumpet at 10, uh, so one year after mm -hmm. that Bill Chase passed away, it was so difficult to find recordings in Italy. So you could find something about, uh, obviously, Louis Armstrong or Gillespie, mm -hmm. Miles and Chet. But about, for example, Maynard or, I don't know, Cat Anderson or sure. uh, Bill Chase, it was really, really, uh, really difficult to find something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. uh, so some of my superheroes, uh, I knew them only in the following years, not immediately, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, so when I knew, when I uh, listened the first time to Bill Chase music, I was at the conservatory, was studying at the conservatory. Mm -hmm. And my teacher, that was a trombone teacher, a mm -hmm. uh, very good teacher, he, one, one day he, he, he took these albums because he, was, uh, he, he went to United States with a orchestra, a classical orchestra for a tour, opera music tour, mm -hmm. and it, it was 
buying music, you know, because nothing was in Italy about this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And he came back with these albums, and wow, we were <laughs> like, what? What is this this mm -hmm. music? What mm -hmm. is this trumpet player? And obviously, from that from that point, every every day listening to this music mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. wow, dreaming one day to be able to play that. Mm -hmm. No, but growing up in Italy, in opera country, and not just opera. I mean, the Italian culture. I mean, tell me a little bit about the kind of music that you were experiencing. Well, from from when you were born. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, about trumpet players, there was there was a, um, a very famous trumpet player that was uh, his name was Nini Rosso, and uh, he played the silencio. The silen silencio yeah. is the the taps that you have mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. here in uh, in the United States, and he played this beautiful pop version of the silencio, and he was able to sell just. Uh, in you uh, are 10 millions of records that are, that was incredible for that time this was uh, the composer uh, it wasn't rosa the compo he was the trumpet player but who was the, the composer the, i mean the, there is not a composer uh, because the silencio is uh, it's something that usually we play in the military oh. bands when you you have some uh, uh, i can say uh, when, when you finish your service, yeah. you know, there is a trumpet player playing for you the silencio. Okay. That means it's the last day of your service. Mm -hmm. Or when you have to give honor to, to uh, you know, this kind of events uh, when you remember things of the Second World War or, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. so this is the, the, the official moment. And so everyone stops and the trumpet plays the silencio. Mm -hmm. Um, that was um, a nice pop version because it was more for the people who were, uh, I can say, uh, uh, it, um, the, the military compulsory service. Mm -hmm. So at that time you have to stay in the, in the army or air force or mm -hmm. navy force for one year. So, and m most part of the guys, you know, leaving girlfriends or the family and so, uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> listening to this song was like they were crying and yeah. thinking about home, about yeah. it. Uh, it was a huge success um, uh, all around the world, and it was able to sell more than 10 million records. So this was one of, uh, it was a, a player, a little bit uh, kind of Harry James style, but more Italian, more melodic. He was the... Uh, uh, before becoming a star, he was the one of the pre uh, most important lead trumpet players in Italy because he was mm -hmm. playing for the TV, for the Italian TV, mm -hmm. and he was a strong player, an incredible player. Then um, he chose to do, and he was uh, also lucky, and he does, I mean, lucky is not probably the, 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 the right word because he deserved that. He was so, so good. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He was also a singer. He was also playing and singing. Uh, and he had this huge success. Then, at the same time, there were the soundtracks from the Morricone movies. So, uh, and Thank you. Morricone. That's who I was trying to think okay. of earlier. Really. And I thought he had written... No, uh, no, no, not the Silencio. Yeah, okay. Morricone okay. wrote uh, all this uh, music from the... 
in Italian is the spaghetti western. Yeah, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and <laughs> exactly, yes, exactly all Clint this Eastwood stuff. And, right, yeah, right. and the trumpet player were, uh, was um, Michele La Cerenza. He was a quite famous um, um, guy from Rome. He was into that circle of a session man, or, mm -hmm. and he was quite good. But you know, uh, the the legend says that anyone more um, someone. The production wanted Nini Rosso for, to record the, that music, but Ennio Morricone uh, strongly wanted Michele La Cerenza because he said Nini Rosso is the best, mm -hmm. but I want this sound. Mm -hmm. La, Michele La Cerenza has the right sound that mm -hmm. I want for these soundtracks. And he was right because, <laughs> uh, you know, this dramatic sound, uh, this. Um, incredible, uh, I can say, uh, way of color the sound in mm -hmm. that way, mm -hmm. that became something uh, very popular all over the world mm -hmm. and a huge success for Ennio Morricone. Mm -hmm. so, uh, so that was the, the, the Italian music and I grew up listening to this stuff and obviously my father, uh, there is the opera season during the summer so he was uh, um, taking me to the opera, even if I was uh, uh, very, very young, mm -hmm. and you know, listening the opera most part because the opera is long. No, you stay mm -hmm. three, four hours. You know? right. So most part uh, uh, of, of the times I was f uh, f uh, falling asleep. <laughs> no, <laughs> but this is an incredible memory that I have because the the, the theater. On the lake, is on the lake in front of Puccini's house. Uh, it can, uh, it's a theater with five thousand people inside, and it's open. It's not a, a normal theater. Mm -hmm. So you have this summer, you know, um, the air of the summer, and uh, um, everything smells like it's summer. Mm -hmm. And you have, and I remember this huge stage, the orchestra, the singers, and I was falling asleep, <laughs> you know, with my father, with this incredible music. Mm -hmm. I think the, the, this was something that uh, in my life was so, so important. Mm -hmm. um, because speaking about the high range of the trumpet, you know, it's not just... I mean, the trumpet, if you play uh, above a certain note, it becomes just a noise, no? It's, <laughs> it's, it, this is the fact, no? It's metal. So it, we are speaking about, you know, uh, uh, it's <laughs> right. a metal th right. stuff, no? So uh, it's a noise. So what mm, players like Maynard or Bill Chase uh, teach us was to transform this noise in music mm -hmm. and you could listen to Maynard also uh, all day long and it was never a noise, never, it was music. Mm -hmm. The way he was singing that range, mm -hmm. no? Singing is the connection to opera, to opera. When, when I met Maynard and uh, we started speaking about the opera, the, opera, the Italian opera was clearly in his mind when he really? was playing that range mm -hmm. dramatically and with mm -hmm. that sound, no? 
this is the connection and I think a lot of players should understand that it's not only brute, a brutal thing otherwise the trumpet is just a noise and you have to make music with this mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. then you know <laughs> we are here at the ITG yes. uh, <laughs> conference so if you go to the exhibitors room rooms you can listen to many players you know uh, hitting high notes but I think you have to yes, play those notes in the right when you are on stage at that moment into the music mm -hmm. is not easy mm -hmm. it is not easy because you know it's easy when you are at your uh, home no if you go on YouTube you find thousands and thousands of videos of people screaming no 99% of these videos are made in the living room yeah. or <laughs> in the right. bedroom and you have to do it in a show live show with the audience in front of you mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if you are feeling bad if you didn't have lunch you didn't have dinner you are coming from a 24 hours travel or flight you have to walk on stage and play mm -hmm. that's that's the that's the moment where you have to show that you have these cards to play mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this is what i learned from uh, you know, my heroes. Mm -hmm. And this is what I strongly say to, to, to trumpet players, that they want to play uh, this kind of range and making music, make a living playing uh, like lead trumpet or uh, artists uh, like screaming trumpet. Yes, but lead trumpet doesn't mean playing high notes. Lead that's is the true. style. That's it's deeply style. true. Yeah. That's the, the style that, you know, is not not easy at all some some players think that just clicking uh, some uh, uh, i notes at the end of the piece or i don't know what is just playing that the guys that, well, that is not but the old big bands right oh, the lead gosh. trumpet player was setting the style yeah and maybe the fourth or fifth chair yeah would be the one to tag yeah, the like, high notes at the end like Maynard Woodstein Canton right the same yeah and then the you know I'm sure economics. Mm -hmm. We get rid of one trumpet player, and now one guy has to do everything. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> <Right>? Yes. <laughs> so um, you started playing when you're ten. Yeah. What kind of bands uh, did you get to play in? Well, the Village Band was a wind band specialized in Giacomo Puccini's music. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a, that's strange. Yeah. But uh, yes, playing. Uh, so I was playing. Uh, my beginning was very good. I mean, I was able to play immediately good stuff. So they put me on the soloist chair, playing all the melodies, mm -hmm. all like the, the soprano area. So mm -hmm. usually you play that with the E-flat uh, bagel. Mm -hmm. uh, in Italy, that tradition is the, the it's called the pistoncino, the flicornino is oh. called, and is the E-flat e bagel. Uh, but uh, I didn't want to play the, I want to play the trumpet, so I was, uh, um, you know, uh, playing everything with the B-flat trumpet. I, I'm going to interrupt for just a second because I'm curious, uh, we're going to talk orchestra music for a second. Uh, Respighi, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's... Pines of Rome. Pines or, but uh, Flicorno, mm -hmm. what does that translate? Flicorno is the flugel. It is flugelhorn. Yeah, yeah. 
Bucina? Bucina is Bucina. Which is... In Italian, it's an Italian word, Bucina. And, and so what kind of, what, what does that look like? What's, it's the long one. This, it's the long like a post horn. Exactly. No, no, it's not different. A, not a post horn, okay. Bucina is this long, long uh, trumpet that you use for the, for example, the medieval uh, things, no? Uh, the king coming yes. and uh, that is the Bucina. Okay. Still today is used in some historical uh, um, uh, events that we have in Italy because mm -hmm. we have so much history in Italy. So uh, when you, there are some typical things like uh, the Gioco del Ponte in, uh, is the bridge game in Pisa or in Siena there is the, the, um, the horse no? competing mm -hmm. in, into the, um, uh, and in Florence also and every time there are these historical events there are the trumpet players with the Buccina playing, okay. playing this, this, this stuff, okay. playing some, uh, you know, some stuff, the mm -hmm. typical stuff of, right. of that. Thank you. I, I was just, especially with Licorno, I wasn't quite sure oh, okay, the translation okay. on that. So. And, and I've actually played flugelhorn oh, on, yeah. on that, so we must have done it right. So <laughs> that's good. Welcome to the middle of the episode. Just a reminder that this podcast is brought to you with the support of Messina Covers. They offer some standard and custom designs of trumpet bags, mouthpiece pouches, and more. And their customer service is excellent. Be sure to check them out at www.messinacovers.net. And now, back to the interview. Okay, so back to uh, uh, the wind band. And uh, were there big bands also? that you Yeah, that was the beginning with, the, with the, the, this village band. And uh, when I was 14, uh, there was a, um, a famous ranger that uh, he, he was living in Viareggio, that is five kilometers from where I live, so it's really close. Mm -hmm. And uh, he listened to me playing in, uh, in the village band. And uh, uh, he, he had some, um, some orchestras, he was leading some orchestras because uh, the, that part of Tuscany where uh, I grew up and I, where I still live is famous, uh, is a touristic place, no? For many years uh, uh, there were, uh, during the summer, or also during the winter, uh, many events where many uh, places with orchestras, no? Mm -hmm. So he listened to me uh, with, with the band and uh, also the other trumpet players said, well, this guy, this young guy is... He's growing up well, so you, you can call him in the band. So I was called the first time I was 14 into a professional big band of my area. The first time was playing third trumpet, I remember. And then I played for the two, three, first two, three gigs, I was playing into the section. And at a certain point he said, Andrea, we try play the lead. And I was, uh, I'm not kidding, I was 14 years old and they put me playing the lead. Mm -hmm. And all these um, older uh, trumpet players were so kind to explain me everything, how to phrase. Oh, not jealous. No, because, I mean, uh, my range was quite good to be, to, to, to be a, 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 at that time, no? I was mm -hmm. 14, but my, my range was sure until a high, high E and we were playing all these kind of uh, or Glenn Miller stuff, sure. where you don't find uh, uh, more than that note, right. no? So, um, 
they were teaching me the right phrasing, mm. how to play, you know, and, and that was incredible because I was so young and all these players helping me and supporting me, you know, mm. they, they probably were happy to do that because they were so much older than me. <laughs> and uh, that was the beginning. Then I had a trouble when I started my, uh, to study at the conservatory. Uh, I'm an upstream player. Again, we are speaking about Italy. Don't think about the United States, okay. where the history of the trumpet. I mean, if I, sp if I speak of, uh, and I think about the trumpet, I think about USA. Mm -hmm. That's the trumpet for me. That's the history of the trumpet. Uh, I don't think about the European tradition where there is the orchestral tradition, mm -hmm. and it's a completely different thing. Uh, I'm speaking about the, the trumpet, uh, the, the, the jazz trumpet, no? So, uh, United States is completely different from Italy. Mm -hmm. So, uh, at that time, there was the, the, the tradition of the orchestra wanted that every player was playing, had to play downstream. Oh. <laughs> so, they, so, when I started my studies at the conservatory, my teacher was really good, really good. It was a trombone player, but uh, I mean, it, it was just about trumpet. It was just following what other teachers said. So he wanted me to try to play downstream. That, I mean, my face and my <laughs> my my jaw is forwarded. No, so mm -hmm. I cannot I cannot play uh, downstream. And we tried that for more than three years, and I couldn't play one note. I was going to stop playing because at a certain point my professor that he was a good good man, it was just he just wanted to me to play better, no? So it, at a certain point he didn't understand what to do. So he sent me to many uh, professional trumpet players all around Italy, uh, principal trumpets in the theaters and orca uh, orchestras. But nobody was specialized in ambusher, so nobody uh, knew what, what, what to tell me. They were just speaking me about the air, supporting the air, oh, it's a mental problem. It's... And just my chops were not working because my ambusher was, uh, mm. I cannot say a bad, bad word, but it was, was the... Um, it was messed up. Destroyed. Well, my yeah. ambush was destroyed. I, I tried to come back to playing uh, uh, upstream, but the lip setting was not good. So I improved a little bit, but my dreams about being a trumpet player were destroyed. So I was going to give up. I, two months before my last examinations at the conservatory, the last one, I was so lucky. You know, sometimes the destiny is, is incredible. Mm -hmm. I went to a famous brass shop in Florence to buy a new mouthpiece because when you are into troubles, you, you con continuously... Everything. You try so, everything. You know, you try everything. So I was buying uh, another new mouthpiece. Uh, and I find the last, the very last... Uh, um, it was a, um, uh, I can say, I don't know, I can't remember how to translate now in English, um, well, poster, poster mm -hmm. of a master class uh, in August. We are speaking about July. Mm -hmm. 
and that was the last, very last uh, poster uh, at, the sh at the brass shop, speaking about a master class uh, um, by M Armando Guitala, principal trumpet, Boston Symphony. Mm. That was, he had Italian origin, his family uh, was from Piemonte, and he was coming back just to stay in Italy a couple weeks, mm -hmm. and uh, someone uh, in near Genova uh, asked him to to um, to give a master class, ten days master class. Uh, so I, that was the very last poster, no? And I saw that, say, wow, Boston Symphony and uh, Guitarla at that time were, was retired and it was. Um, uh, teaching at the Michigan University, State University, I say, well, if someone can help me, probably is this guy, because, you know, Boston, a former bo principal uh, trumpet Boston Symphony, teacher in such an important university, I try, I go, my last chance. Mm. And um, man, he made a miracle. Uh, since the first lesson he gave me, he, he said, oh, it's not a problem. This is an ambush problem. I tell you how to fix this. And uh, I, I worked with him for 10 days, and uh, my life changed as a trumpet player. Mm. After one month, I was a new trumpet player, <laughs> totally new trumpet player. Mm. I didn't say na anything to my teacher. I went to that no. master class and I uh -huh. didn't say anything. I remember that my teacher told me, uh, uh, called me uh, at home saying, okay, Andrea, uh, in two weeks you have your final ex examination. Do you want to make some le a couple lessons just to, uh, you know, to play a little bit for me the, what you have to play at the examination? And he said, yes. And <laughs> when I went to his home and was playing, my teacher was, what the hell? What happened? Fantastic! Everything was fixed and mm. my chops were great. I was playing every classical music. Everything was great. So I, I explained him all the, all the story mm -hmm. and uh, uh, I, I gave my last examination with the high, highest vote. Wow. And that was the highest vote ever in the history of the conservatory. That was something, man. That was something. But, but two months before that, you, you couldn't even before, imagine that happening. I mean, that was a miracle for me, mm. you know? And after um, two more months, so we are speaking about November, December, I started playing my first double XCs and all the stuff. And I was playing with a, um, classical equipment. I was playing a Bach one and a half C. And everything was... Wow, I, w I would say, wow, this is incredible. So, um, you know, uh, I, I, was, uh, I started winning some auditions in classical orchestras. So I was playing mostly classical in that, in that time. And uh, well, when I was listening to music, I was listening to Maynard and <laughs> jazz and everything. But sure. the um, most part of, of, my, uh, of the work in Italy at that time was playing with the classical orchestra. Mm -hmm. if, if you wanted to make a living, for, uh, you, you right. had to go into the classical orchestras. Right. And I won some auditions, everything was really good. Mm. Uh, but my love for the trumpet was in, in another style. So what <laughs> happened, happened that uh, I attended my military compulsory service in Rome with the uh, Air Force Band. And I started um, 
One year uh, or two? How many years? One year. One year. One year. And I started um, uh, having some lessons with the trumpet players of the big band, of the uh, TV big band, mm -hmm. uh, uh, national TV big band, incredible players. And so I came back to my first love because my, you know, I started playing, if you remember, when I was 14 in the big band. Uh, so, and uh, my range was increasing and increasing. So they told me, the start, they told me, I really sure that you want to play classical. You cannot use this kind of stuff in, in the classical music. Mm -hmm. And I started thinking about making a, a change in my life. And I remember, this is, this is sorry if uh, I don't know. No, if this it is take, all perfect. Take, uh, this is perfect. And uh, I remember my last audition for, uh, I wanted to make a point. And I say, okay, I want to start an, uh, 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 playing uh, as lead trumpet or playing in Maynard. Uh, um, uh, Bill Chase style, all this kind of stuff, no? So I just want to go in, in another direction, but I want to make a point. I will give my, I will do my last audition. Mm -hmm. So I went to this audition uh, for an important orchestra in, in, uh, in Tuscany, and I, and we had to play Haydn. We had to play Haydn, and I play Haydn, and then at the cadenza, I played a cadenza with a B-flat trumpet until the double XC. It was not a classical cadenza. <laughs> Just, you know, with to the double XC and play some. And then I finished. I remember the face of the, of the, of the board that was, you know, uh, judging the trumpet yeah. players. They were looking at me like uh, an alien. And I was happy. That was my last audition. And... I came back, back backstage and I put away my horn. I was going away because I knew that I, I was playing something that was not oh, obviously. Right, right. And the one one man of the one of the of the play of the trumpet players that were in the in the board of, uh, for the audition ran was running to me and saying, "Hey, hey, wait, wait, wait!" And uh, uh, he was American. Uh, he, he was American. De his name is Dave Short. And uh, they, uh, David Short, and uh, he was principal trumpet in the classical orchestra in Rome, mm -hmm. no, in, a, in for the um, TV classical orchestra. So he moved from the United States. He won the auditions, mm -hmm. and so uh, he's, he still lives in Rome. And, and David Short told me he was American, so he, he knew exactly, no, all the big band mm -hmm. style, mm -hmm. even if he was playing classical. I said, man, you have. Stop playing classical. You have to be lead trumpet. You know, I can give you some contacts and you have to do it. And I said, thank you, Mr. Short. This is exactly what I want to mm -hmm. do from now, mm -hmm. from the rest of my life. And thank you that you're telling me this, this. Because right now I'm happy. I know what I have to do. And from that point, everything was even was better and better and better. Mm -hmm. And uh, what I can say, I'm thankful there was something in, in the story of my life that uh, was uh, bringing me away from the trumpet. I don't know if it's correct to say mm -hmm. Sam. Mm -hmm. And then the destiny gave me a chance to come back and to, to um, you know, 
to come back to my dreams mm -hmm. and give me a new life as a trumpet player. I think that what I play today, it, it, it was not possible to play like I play now if I didn't have that problem and guitar like came in my life. So sometimes things happen mm -hmm. and not necessarily for a bad reason, but giving you a, a new future. Do you teach? I teach and I love to teach. So, you know, I think about what you just said, how, what if you hadn't had the embouchure problems and, and you have a student come into your studio, but exactly. you now can relate yes. to them and said, I've been there Yes, and I know what to do. Yeah. Right now, my classroom in Italy is the, uh, the most, I can say, the biggest mm. trumpet <laughs> uh, class in all, all conservatories mm -hmm. in Italy. I have so many students and uh, classical and jazz. Classical and jazz. Mm -hmm. Any any kind of student. Mm -hmm. Do you teach them the double high C and the Haydn cadenza? Uh, I have some students that can play really, really strong. They are really, really yeah. strong. <laughs> and uh, and I I mean, when um, my specialty is right to fix embouchures because I pass through that hell. And uh, it's like now when I hear someone playing, you know, it's like the red lamp, no? Flashing. Dun, dun, dun. And I say, okay, this is an ambushure problem. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's my specialty. Obviously, it's important to have been a, a career both in classical, in the classical field and in the jazz field because I have so many students coming from both the mm -hmm. genres of music and uh, mm -hmm. I can help them. I can help them uh, mm -hmm. in every, uh, anything they can. They mm -hmm. can. They want to to play. I'm happy and I love to teach. I really. Mm -hmm. It's the same. Som someone sometimes uh, people ask me, "You do you prefer uh, more uh, teaching or performing?" Fifty percent. Fifty percent. both things are so mm -hmm. much so so important. Well, even to watch you on stage, not just to listen to you, but to watch you on stage, you're having so much fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're smiling and, you know, the energy, you can see. Uh, it, you can't do that in an orchestra, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. It'd be too much, or especially an opera orchestra, they throw you out. Yes, yeah. but I think that um, the attitude, the approach to this job, must be joyful because we have to deal with music. Uh, what I can say is the most beautiful job, I think, because it's at the same time a hobby, a passion, a job. I mean, it, it's our life, no? Mm -hmm. Then, obviously, you have a family, you have a, I have kids, I have my family, and uh, it's all very important, no? But when you, your job is also your passion and it's at the same time your, your passion, your hobby, it, it's not a sacrifice to go mm -hmm. to work, no, to play. And every time you walk on stage, it's not a pain like, oh my gosh, now I have to play. It's joy because you can give some music to the audience. It doesn't matter if you are playing... Uh, Chet Baker stuff or Bill Chase stuff or classical music, you are giving yourself, mm -hmm. no? Um, sometimes, uh, especially now when I, have, when I speak to yeah, the youngest generations 
and they they listen to a kind of music where sometimes the music the instruments you 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 hear there is nothing true it's all electronical stuff it's all uh, nothing played really mm -hmm. and uh, i said yes yeah especially pushing a button yeah uh, i mean I, I don't want to i'm not against uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know, or rappers or DJs. Everyone it's a does skill it. Set. It's a different. <laughs> it is what you have just to understand is that um, for these guys, for these younger generations, youngest generations, uh, is that this kind of music is made by computer. So when you listen to players, especially to a big band, and you have uh, the horns. And you listen to trumpet players, trombone players, saxophone players, they are creating that sound in that moment. You have to know that something happened in your body. When you play a trumpet, and for example, you play into a high range, your body has a compression of the air. So what, what I could understand, uh, the, the heart is pumping the blood more and your body is under uh, stress, no? You are giving yourself into that sound. You are blowing yourself. It's your air. Mm -hmm. It's your lungs. It's your body creating that sound. No computers can mm. do that. So it's, a, it's humanity, it's your, your human being that is into your sound. Mm -hmm. It's your history, it's your mind, it's your emotions. A computer cannot do that, never. So when you understand this, you probably listen to this music and, it, and you probably find that it's totally different <laughs> than mm -hmm. when you hear, uh, listen to a live concert with live musicians and they, is, they are sweating, they are giving all themselves to, to give music and emotions mm -hmm. to the audience. Uh, the trumpet player that played MacArthur Park lead. Yeah, uh, Yasik. Yasik. Um, he was putting everything into it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And he, I could tell, he was starting to fade a little bit. He, he, was, he was struggling a little bit. But in, in what I felt was like, the energy in the audience was like, everybody's like, yeah. And also it's our energy. Oh. Also our energy, giving yeah. him energy. Yeah. You know, and everybody's rooting for him. You know, everybody's like, and, and he sounded fantastic. Yeah, He's, yeah. You know, and, and I know he was like, oh, I wish I could have. <laughs> but his sound and energy was just beautiful. That happens when there's but we've music. But all, we've all been there, you know, to some degree, right? Mm. When you're like... Things aren't going the way you expect, mm -hmm. and, and maybe I'll edit that out. You know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not criticizing his mm -hmm. playing. I was, I was like, this, this is the cool thing about this community, this trumpet community. Yeah, is we're all rooting for each everyone other. Everyone knows if you are a trumpet player, you know that. For example, those five trumpet players come from Europe. Mm -hmm. When we play, we played that uh, the show. It was. Uh, uh, when we finished the show, for us was like two or three in the morning. Yeah. So you, you have to consider that usually you don't play at that time. You know, your body usually sleeps. And you are on stage, you are playing. 
is not normal for mm -hmm. your body, for your chops, for everything. So uh, if, if you are in that, in that moment, you have to play that stuff that is not a normal stuff, it can happen that something, but he was playing for excellent, great. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think that every trumpet player must think that uh, that's a special thing. And uh, when you play this kind of stuff or any other stuff with the trumpet, man, that's the, it's the most difficult uh, <laughs> instrument that you can play. <laughs> yeah. so, so, and especially, you know, you go on stage. And I, I, I told you. It doesn't matter, no? If you are free in the morning, for you it's free in the morning, not uh, 8 p.m. Right. It's free in the morning. You have, you have the jet lag, you, have, you go on stage and you play, and you give yourself, mm -hmm. and that's the good part. Mm -hmm. That doesn't matter if it can be uh, um, very good, excellent, good, great. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean. We are trumpet players, mm -hmm. we know that. One day can be uh, phenomenal, the day after can be mm, not, not good. That's our life. <clears throat> we yeah. have to deal with it every single day of our life. Yeah. So, no problem. <laughs> so, uh, let's talk about your involvement with ITG Yeah. a little bit. How long have you been? Six uh, years. Six years. Six, so, I, I've been playing the conference. I started my first conference as performing artist in 2008. Uh, and I have to thank Jens Lindemann for this because mm -hmm. he invited me um, uh, to perform in Banff, in Canada. And I can I, I was uh, I was speaking about uh, about this with Sergei Nakarikov this morning mm -hmm. because we were spending this morning some time together with Sergei, and uh, I I was thinking that uh, our first conference was in Banff. Yeah. And Jens came to the airport to pick up us, me and Sergei. So I arrived in Canada for my first conference. Jens came to pick me up, and with me there was Sergei Nakarikov. I was like, oh, am I dreaming? Or <laughs> I'm in paradise, we're in heaven, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was my very first ITG. Yeah. Then I played in 2008, 10, 12, 15. I get in, uh, uh, into the board uh, well, in 2014, and uh, now is six years, and I want to stop. Uh, I want to stop because it's important that new people come and giving new ideas. Mm -hmm. uh, the board uh, is made by extraordinary people. They are giving with uh, all their love or their passion. Mm -hmm. For, for the trumpet world, mm -hmm. and it is not easy, no? Uh, we have uh, meetings, video meetings, um, uh, during the year, deciding things, deciding the next conferences, the artists, the location, everything that mm -hmm. is inside. It's a lot of work, a mm -hmm. lot of work. Uh, and so I think everyone at the conference must thank this uh, board of directors for the huge work they, they make. I wish everyone can mm, can try it, even shortly, to understand how much work there is uh, in the. Uh, I mean, 
no, uh, in the backstage of this event, yes. no, behind the scenes, behind the scenes, exactly. Sorry mm -hmm. for, for my English, <laughs> yeah. uh, be, behind the scenes. So, so it's it's incredible. I must thank them. It has been an extraordinary experience for mm -hmm. me, and I'm sure I will be back in the next years. Now mm -hmm. I just want to 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 rest a little bit, think about what I learned, and think about how I can help ITG better and better, support mm -hmm. ITG better and better. Because when I, when I will come back, I want to give new ideas, if possible, better ideas mm -hmm. than now. Mm -hmm. uh, but to, to do that, you have to stop for a while and understand no, better. Mm -hmm. uh, that's why no, I want to stop now, but it's, it's just for the... For ITG, no, yeah. to do yeah. something good. Thank you so much <laughs> for your time today. I, I appreciate everything you. you shared, and oh my gosh, what a what a treat to hear about uh, uh, Bill Chase and uh, all of that, but uh, also everything with the Embouchure oh journey, and and thank goodness for Gitala. Yeah, and uh, so thank you again for your time, thank and you, I, Larry. and I look forward to hearing you live again some sometime soon. This is a big opportunity because you know. Uh, trumpet players, every one of us has his own story, no? Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not good. And it's good to give our legacy, our of experience mm -hmm. to the new players mm -hmm. and to share something. It doesn't matter if it is good or, or, or bad. Sometimes from bad situations, you can have something good mm -hmm. coming back to you. And I, uh, for me, this, I mean, I was going to stop playing and man, it's, it's, it's incredible, no? Yeah. And then to have a career, uh, uh, it's really, oh my gosh. So uh, that, that is, sorry if I'm long, a little bit long, but sometimes I speak to trumpet players, they have problems, no? They're struggling with the instrument. Mm -hmm. Don't 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 lose your your hopes, no? Mm -hmm. Don't lose. You have to find the the, 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 the right teacher, probably mm -hmm. the right way to fix your problems. And but about the me the mm, mechanical things or playing the trumpet, I'm really convinced that there is always a, a solution. Uh, the problem is when you you cannot deal with music. That's a big problem. <laughs> <laughs> but about the trumpet, if you have problems with the trumpet, there is always a, a solution that can make you improving with your, with the instrument. You have just to find the right way. Maybe the right teacher. Maybe mm -hmm. the right way. But mm -hmm. don't don't lose your hopes, guys. Mm -hmm. When you have some a, a difficult period of your life with the instrument, yeah, persevere. Yeah, right. absolutely. Yes, stay with it. Yes. It's worth it. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely, so. yes. Andrea, thank you again. Thank you, Larry. Bravo. Mila, <laughs> mila grazie. Oh, thank or you. Grazie mille. Grazie mille. Grazie mille. <laughs> thank you again for listening to today's interview. I hope you enjoyed your time here, and please come back for more interviews. Be sure to share the news of this podcast with friends and colleagues, and give me a rating on whatever platform you get your podcast from. Thanks again to Messina Covers for co-sponsoring this podcast. Don't forget that you too can be a supporter. Check out how at www.patreon.com 
slash studio hfl and one more reminder that you can sign up to receive news via email regarding new episodes merchandise and more by going to palmusic.net and clicking on the subscribe to newsletter link thanks again for listening and i hope you come back for more great interviews